name is Gene. I am the owner of Incredible DJs. And I am going to talk today about hiring your entertainment for your wedding celebration. Now, I start off by saying this. The entertainment plays a major role in planning your wedding. Uh, the, the entertainment, uh, I mean, entertainers have a big responsibility at the wedding. A lot of times, you know, couples couples may think that, you know, all the all, all a wedding DJ does is play music. When in actuality, there's a lot more responsibility that we have other than playing music. Uh, let me say that because we have a lot of responsibility other than playing music, uh, there's certain skills that a professional wedding DJ must possess. In my professional opinion, in order to really perform at a high level at a wedding. All right. Uh, you have some good DJs. You've got average DJs and then you've got outstanding DJs. The DJs that really stand out, the entertainers that really stand out, um, they've really mastered their craft. They've mastered certain aspects of the business. They've, they, they've mastered certain skills. And that's what I think determines, um, you know, what a good DJ is. And what separates a good DJ from an, an average DJ. Every time I talk to couples, no couple has ever told me they want to have a boring wedding. All right. Every couple wants to have a fun and exciting wedding. You want your guests to have a good time. And, you know, at the end of the day, you want your wedding to be memorable. You want people to dance. You want people to enjoy the food and enjoy the festivities that are going on. But more importantly, you want your guests to connect with you. All right. Uh, I do understand that a lot of times, a lot of the, the, the people that are coming to your wedding, uh, you may have not seen them in a while. Right. There may be even people at your wedding you don't even know. <laughs> right. Your, your, your spouse may have friends and family members that you've never met on both sides. Right. And so for your guests and, and I always tell couples this, you know, your guests are going to put a lot of effort and time in attending your wedding as well. All right. So. You want to you want to think about your guests and, and you want to accommodate your guests. But I always tell my couples this. Remember, this is this is kind of like uh, my catch to phrase. I always tell couples, remember that this is your wedding. All right. And there doesn't have to be anything traditional about your wedding. All right. You are putting this event together. Don't feel that you have to do certain things because, you know, that's what everybody else does. You need to do what works for you at the same time, at the same time, uh, you know, making sure that your guests are comfortable and that you're thinking about them as well. But the most important thing when planning your wedding, make sure you do what works for you and your spouse. Your wedding should be personable. Right. It should be unique to you as a couple and that's another podcast uh that's another episode that i'll talk about so let's dive right into this thing right so there are several different types of djs all right so when hiring your when hiring an entertainer it's very very important um from the get-go from your initial consultation with your dj all right you want to make sure that the dj that you're considering uh, specializes in doing weddings and now, now why do I say that uh, because there are many different types of DJs in the wet in, in 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 the entertainment industry all right you've got club DJs you've got radio DJs you've got bar mitzvah DJs you've got karaoke DJs you've got club DJs you've got backyard barbecue DJs you've got DJs that do school events like uh, proms uh, school dances, graduation parties, uh, and then you have a wedding DJ. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, being a wedding DJ, there's a lot more responsibility other than playing music. So off off the top, you have to make sure that the DJ that you're selecting is familiar with the industry. All right. There, you know, DJing a wedding is completely d different than DJing a high school event. It's completely different than DJing uh, a prom it's different than DJing a club. It's, 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 it's different than DJing a, a karaoke event. I don't do karaoke, right? I'm a professional 
wedding DJ. So if somebody was to contact me to do karaoke, I wouldn't even know where to start, to be honest with you. There's certain equipment that they use. There's a certain format that they use. There's uh, there's different types of music that they need licensing for. Um, the setup is different. The environment is different. Uh, so I, I, I don't know what karaoke DJs do. You know, so... If somebody contacted me to do karaoke, I would have to unfortunately decline that offer or refer them to someone else that does karaoke because I'm not familiar with doing that. And I don't want to ruin a karaoke event. And it's the same thing when you're hiring your DJ. Uh, First question you should ask your DJ is, do you specialize in doing weddings? And also, how many weddings have you done in the past year or the past six months? It's a very important question to ask. All right. Uh, Next, I want to talk about some of the skills that a wedding DJ needs to possess. All right. So one of the responsibilities as a wedding DJ that we have other than playing music is being a master of ceremony. Uh, Being a, a master of ceremony is a separate skill than being a DJ. I know some really great DJs. All right. They 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 can blend music well. Uh, they have a really good playlist, but you ask them to get on the microphone and you might as well hang it up. All right. Uh, because being a master of ceremony is a separate skill. It's something that you have to constantly be working on. It's something that you have to constantly be improving. It's nothing that you will ever master. All right. And so because the wedding DJ also plays as a master of ceremony, you want to ask the DJ for video footage of him performing his duties. All right. So there's a lot of different announcements that have to be made at a wedding. All right. You have to introduce the wedding party, the bride and the groom, first dance, father, daughter dance, mother, son dance, speeches, toast, cake cutting, bouquet toss, dinner. Uh, you have to open up the dance floor. I mean, there's so many announcements that need to be made. It's not something that you can wing, right? It's something that you have to plan for. It's something that you have to prepare for. Imagine you have 20 people that need to be introduced at your wedding, all right? The DJ has to know, number one, how to pronounce everybody's name correctly, all right? Number two, he needs to know what order everyone is going to be entering the room in. Number three, he needs to be able to give everybody direction on where they're supposed to go, where they're supposed to be standing, where they're going to enter from. All right, that's what a master of ceremony does. He, he makes announcements. He keeps the flow of the wedding moving, okay? He, he makes sure that everything is, is entertaining, right? That the master of ceremony is in control of your event. Now, that's a huge responsibility, right? As I mentioned, it's something separate than DJing, okay? Um, I have a workshop where I teach DJs how to do what I do. And, you know, one of the major concerns that a lot of the DJs have that come to my workshop is speaking on the microphone, right? And, And the reason why is because they have not been trained in that area. Most club DJs, the only announcements they have to make is last call for alcohol, Right. So imagine you hire you hire a club DJ to do your wedding. All right. He doesn't possess the skill of master of ceremony. He has no public speaking skills. And now he has to introduce 10 people or 20 people in the wedding party. Not only that, he has to introduce all the activities that are going on. So if he's never done it before, he is he's going to have some challenges. I've been to some weddings where, you know, the the, the planner or the or the venue coordinator has has told me, Gene, you know, I was doing a wedding. It came time for the announcements and the DJ handed me the microphone. He says, I don't do announcements. All I do is play music. So that's a question you want to ask your DJ. Will you be making announcements? Do you have the skill of being a master of ceremony. And if he says yes, if he or she says yes, ask for video footage. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about event direction. Event direction is, is another skill uh, that a professional DJ must possess. All right. So there's a lot of activities going on at a wedding, as I mentioned. All right. Uh, somebody has to be in control of the flow of the wedding. Extremely important. 
All right. So you may have a wedding planner. The venue may come with a venue coordinator. At the end of the day, the person that has the microphone is in control of the of, of the event. Right. Why, why is that? Because that person is making the announcements. One thing I'm really big on before I make any announcements, I want to make sure that everyone that's going to be involved in that activity knows exactly what's going on. I'll give you an example. Before I make an announcement to cut the cake, number one, I am going to check in with the catering staff and determine how the cake is going to be served. That is very important. Okay. Second thing I'm going to do, I'm going to make sure that there are utensils at the cake table because the last thing you want to do, right, is make an announcement that we're getting ready to cut the wedding cake. The couple gets to the cake and guess what? There are no utensils there. There's no plate there. There's no, there's nothing there for them to cut the cake, right? That's not a smooth flowing event. It's the MC's job, if he's going to make that announcement, to make sure before he makes that announcement that everybody is prepared in order for that event to go through smoothly, okay? Um, and when the couple gets to the cake table, if they don't know already, I am going to assist them and help them and show them how, where they should be standing and how to cut the cake, I mean, you guys never cut a wedding cake before. You don't know, right? So it's the MC's job to go over that with you, right? I'm going to check in with the photographer. I'm going to say, hey, listen, we're about to do the cake cutting. Why don't you walk over to the cake with me? Where's the best place for the couple to be standing for you to get the best pictures, right? I'm going to make sure everybody that's going to be engaged and involved in that event knows what's going on and knows I'm going to be making that announcement before I make the announcement. I'm going to tell the couple, I'm going to find a couple. I'm going to locate them and say, Hey, we're going to cut the cake in about five minutes. So they know what's going on. Now imagine I make the announcement, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're about to cut the cake. The couple has asked that everybody join them at the cake table and maybe the groom is not even in the room. That's a problem. See, these are the things that, a professional wedding DJ does at a wedding event direction is another skill that a professional wedding DJ will have or, or will possess. So you want to ask your, these are questions that you want to ask your entertainer. Okay. I do uh, what's called the wedding script for all of my couples. The wedding script is completely detailed right? You know exactly what I'm going to be saying. And I tell couples, I don't say it word for word, but because I'm representing you on a microphone, I want you to get an idea of how I'm going to be representing you. Now let's back up a little bit. How can I represent you if I don't even know you, right? That's, that, that's an important feature to what I do as a professional wedding DJ. I can't represent you if I don't know you, right? So one of the first things during the planning process is me getting to know the couple, right? And that's something that you want to ask your DJ. Will you get to know us? How can I, how can somebody represent you and they don't even know you? They, they can, but they'll be faking it. It won't be real. It won't be genuine. It won't be authentic. And at your wedding, this is one of the biggest events of your life. Right. This is one of the biggest investments that you're going to make in your life All your friends and family members are going to be there. This event is important. Your wedding is important. So we can't leave it to chance. Right. I have to get to know every one of my couples. We have to have consultations. We have to meet. We have to discuss the details of your wedding. And that's why I put this, this detailed wedding script together for my couples. And I'll be honest with you guys. Every time I send the wedding script to my couples, they always send it back with corrections. Always. Gene, can you change this up? Gene, uh, I like to do the cake cutting after the first part of open dancing, Gene, uh, you know, I don't want my, uh, my parents to be introduced with the wedding party. You could just recognize them at the table. So imagine with all of these changes and adjustments that need to be made to a wedding script, right? Imagine I just show up to the wedding and I just try to wing it. Imagine how many mistakes would happen. 
right? Without me even knowing, right? And so that's why it's so important when it comes to event direction that your DJ provide you with some type of script, with some type of agenda. So you can figure out exactly what 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 is going on. All right, so let's keep it moving. Uh, I do something called uh, the entertainment floor plan. All right, the reason why uh, the entertainment floor plan is important is because I need to visit the venue and determine how the venue is going to be set up because that's going to determine how I set up my equipment. It's very, very important. Uh, the site visit with the couple and the planner and the venue manager is something that we do with all of our couples. Okay, it's part of the planning process. I have to visit the venue. Number one, if I've never worked there before, okay, I'm going to be at that work location for at least eight hours a day of your wedding, at least eight hours. Okay, so I don't want to get there and be surprised about anything. You don't want surprises the day of your wedding. You want good surprises, not bad surprises. (laughs) Right. So I need to visit the venue. Uh, and I need to determine how everything is going to be set up. Are you guys doing a head table? Or are you doing a sweetheart table? Where are the tables going to be set up? Where's the dance floor going to be? Where's cocktail hour going to be? Is it going to be in the same location as the reception area? Is the ceremony cocktail hour and reception going to be in three separate locations? If so, then I'm going to need three different setups. Okay. Uh, how are the guests going to know where they're going to be sitting once they enter the reception area? Uh, is it going to be escort cards? Is it going to be a poster where they're going to see their name? Is it going to be assigned seating? How are the guests are supposed to know? And the reason why that's important is because the guests will come up to the DJ and ask the DJ, where are we supposed to be sitting? Where are the restrooms located? Right. I also need to meet the venue manager. That is extremely important. The reason why I need to meet the the venue manager is because I'm going to be working with that person very closely the day of your wedding. And I don't want to try to build that relationship the day of the wedding. Right. If any changes are going on before the wedding happens, we need to be in constant communication, me and the venue manager. As a matter of fact, your DJ should be in, in communication with all the vendors that are going to be at your wedding that day because we're all on the same team, right? Our job is to ensure that your wedding is a success. And the only way to do that is for the vendors to communicate with each other, all right? So that's why the site visit is important. I need to figure out exactly how everything is going to be set up. I need to figure out where the outlets are going to be. Now, once we figure out where everything is going to be set up and where the dance floor is going to be, at that point, I can make my professional recommendations and say, you know what? I think it's best that I set up here and this is why. I don't want to be set up in an area where I'm drowning out sound on one side of the room and the other side of the room can't even hear what I'm saying. Also, I don't want to be set up in an area where, you know, grandma's going to be right next to my right next to my speaker or anyone that has any hearing uh, complications are going to be next to my uh, speakers because that's going to be a problem. They're going to be complaining about the music all night long. Not only are they going to be complaining about the music, they're going to be complaining to the table about the music. Right. So the table's going to not like the DJ because grandma's going to be complaining. Why is the music so loud? And the music isn't even loud. It's just the fact that grandma is sitting next to my speaker. So if we do a site visit before the celebration happens and and you know where my speaker is going to be set up, you can make sure that grandma is on the other side of the room. Right. And so these are the reasons why it's important for the dj to do a site visit right i would never do a wedding without doing a site visit that's me personally right because you know i don't want to get to a venue and find out that there's an outlet way on the other side of the room or if i have to do sound for the ceremony and i get to the i get to the ceremony site and there's no outlets outside right that's that's a big problem right how are we going to solve that problem (laughs) right but if i know before the wedding if i do a site visit i can figure all of that out okay and once again i want to meet the venue manager Uh, once again we're going to be working very closely together 
And so it's just a really, really important process that we go to. So ask your DJ, will he visit the venue with with you? Uh, one-on-one consultation is, is also important. I kind of discussed it a little bit um, a little bit earlier. But once again, you know, I can't represent you if I don't know you. So, you know, the consultation is really ongoing throughout the whole process of the wedding. Your DJ should constantly be in contact with you, figuring out what is going on. What do you need help with? Uh, the, the the consultation for me is not only an opportunity for me to get to know you guys as a couple, okay, uh, but it also gives me an opportunity to figure out the demographics of your guests. That's very important. Where are your guests coming from? What style of music are they into? Uh, is it going to be an older crowd or is it going to be a younger crowd? All of this is important when when it comes to me hosting and emceeing, Okay. Creative involvement is something that I'm really, really big on. Creative involvement is getting your guests engaged and involved in your wedding. Okay. When you're planning a wedding, uh, you know, one of the biggest questions that couples always, always say, they say, Gene, I want people to dance. You know, couples have this, uh, you know, they have this fear that no one's going to dance at their wedding. And they've, you know, I've, I've seen weddings or I've heard weddings where, you know, people aren't dancing and none of my weddings, of course, but, but why does that happen? There's a lot of reasons why that could happen. Uh, I'll tell you in my professional opinion, the number of reason why that happened is because the DJ or the, or the, or the master of ceremony, all right, hasn't properly read the crowd. Okay, creative involvement is getting your guests engaged and involved in your wedding. Now, how do we do that? The only way we can successfully do that, okay, is if I know you and I know your guest on a certain level. I have to know what style of music they like, right? I can't just, you know, I can look at a crowd and try to, uh, and try to figure out what they like, but I don't like the figuring out game too much, right? So what, what I do is, so two things I recommend. Number one, when you're sending out your invitations, you may want to put on your invitations what song will get you on the dance floor, right? That's a great way. It's really a subtle way to get your guests engaged and involved in your wedding, right? What song will get you on the dance floor? So now they're not just only RSVPing, yes, I'm going to be there. Now they're engaged and involved and they're helping you create your playlist, right? It's a really creative way and it's a good way it's a subtle way to get your guests engaged in, and involved in your in, in in your wedding and they're assisting you in putting the putting your playlist together now this is the thing you can filter the songs so if there's certain songs on there that you don't want to hear or you don't like or you don't think is appropriate then you know you just scratch that off the list okay but it's important Right. That uh, that you get an idea, especially for the DJ to know what direction to go, to, what direction to go in with the music. Also, during dinner time, I take an opportunity to go to different tables. And, you know, this is something that I'll get approval from the couple before I do this. But typically I will go to each table and I would say the couple has asked that this table collectively come up with one song. The reason why that's great is because, number one, it allows your guests to start communicating with themselves at the table because you might be sitting at a table with someone you don't know. You might be a little uncomfortable. Right. But if you if the table collectively has to come up with a song, that's a great way to get your guests engaged and involved in your wedding. Right. I also give guests permission to come up to the DJ booth. And make requests. Right? So I don't have to guess about what the guests want to hear. I know what they want to hear. Right? Because I've asked them what they want to hear. I've given them permission to come to the DJ booth and make some requests. Right? And so you have to be engaged with the guests in order to get them out on the dance floor. Once again, you know, what I tell my students when they come to my workshop is that you're not DJing at a club. Okay, you're not at a karaoke event. You're not at a prom. This is a wedding. Okay, and this is an elegant event, right? The the, the guests still want to have a good time, but you have to be creative in how you get them on the dance floor. Okay, and how are you going to do that? You you know some some weddings you could just play music. 
and the guests are just they're just live that way and they'll just get on the dance floor some weddings the guests are conservative right and and they may need some help to get on the dance floor but as a wedding dj you need to know that you need to know what you're dealing with before you get to the wedding you can't try to figure that out the day of the wedding you have to come up with a with a plan with a strategy on what you're going to do collectively not only as the dj and the mc but as the couple you have to communicate with them and figure out okay uh are your guests going to be shy to get on a dance floor? If they are, okay, here are some things that we can do. Here are some suggestions that we can do to get everybody on the dance floor. Okay, so I'm going to give you one of my secrets that works really well. So if a couple tells me, hey, Gene, uh, you know, I don't know if my, my guests will get on the dance floor because they're, you know, they're conservative, they're shy, they're not really big dancers, okay? So how do we get everybody on the dance floor? What I would do, okay, and these this is just one of the many ideas that I shoot out to couples, and this is the thing, right? You know your guests better than I do. So when I give you an idea, you you would know if it will work based off of your friends and family members. You know them better than me, right? So one of the ideas is... Before we open up the dance floor, right before we open up the dance floor, get everybody on the dance floor and tell the guests we're going to take a group photo, right? The couple has asked that everybody please join them on the dance floor, on the dance floor, get it, for a group photo, right? The photographer comes up, stands on a chair, takes a picture of, of, of the group, okay? Everybody's happy, start the music, they're already on the dance floor, right? Start the music. Play some music with high energy. It'll get every, they're already on the dance floor. A majority of them will just start dancing. That's a really good creative, non-invasive way to get your guests on the dance floor. And these are things that you want to make sure that your, that your, that your entertainer is, is skilled with. Being able to come up with different strategies on how to get your guests on the dance floor. All right, let's talk about music programming. Uh, music programming is really selecting the music for your wedding. I like to call it the playlist of your wedding or the soundtrack, the soundtrack of your wedding. If your wedding was a movie, what would the soundtrack sound like, right? When it comes to selecting the music, there's really four to five different sections that we need to focus on. So you have the music for the ceremony, the ceremony, it's its own event. It's still part of the wedding, but it has its own agenda. Okay, you have the music for the ceremony. Typically, there's a, a prelude music that's played at least 30 minutes before the ceremony actually starts. So if your ceremony is at 3.30, the DJ should be playing music by 3 o'clock because your guests are going to start entering around 3 o'clock. Okay, uh, then the start of the ceremony, you typically have one or two processionals. Okay, and then you have a recessional, the music that you walk out to, right? So the DJ should, ass should assist you with that uh, or, or help you come up with some suggestions for the music for your ceremony. Then you have cocktail hour, which is a different playlist. Now, cocktail hour, in my opinion, is the pregame before the celebration, right? So while you're taking pictures, the guests are enjoying some appetizers, and an open bar or cash bar. Uh, but the music is so important during cocktail hour because it's going to set the whole tone for the, for the reception. So imagine this. Imagine a DJ is playing classical music during cocktail hour. For an hour, your guests are listening to Beethoven and Mozart's. Now, now you tell me. How are you going to feel if you're at a wedding and you're listening to Beethoven and Mozart's or classical music for an hour and then you're going into the reception area for a celebration? Right. These are the things that you want to think about. These are the things that you want to consider. These are the things that the DJ needs to discuss with you. OK, because music affects how people feel. So if you're playing classical music, there's nothing wrong with classical music for the ceremony or if you're studying or if you want to go to bed 
<laughs> okay? But when you're talking about a celebration, I don't know if classical music is the right type of music you want to play to make people feel that they're at a celebration. You know, the the where, the number one question I ask my couples, okay, when, when it comes to music programming is how do you want your guests to feel? And the reason why I ask them that is because that's going to determine what style of music that we pick, right? Where most DJs will ask you, well, what, well, what, what songs do you want to play? There's nothing wrong with that question, what song you want, right? But I want to get down to the root of it. I want to know, what do you, how do you want your guests to feel? If you want them to feel excited and entertained, then guess what? Classical music just ain't going to do it. I'm sorry. Okay. Once again, this is your wedding, and so you could plan it any way you want. You know, as I mentioned, uh, you know, every couple is different, so every wedding should be different. So if you want classical music during cocktail hour, by all means, have uh, classical music. It's just in my professional opinion, if 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 you want your guests to feel a certain type of way, if you want them to be excited and to be pumped going into the reception, then classical music just just isn't going to do that, right? So you have music for the ceremony, you have music for cocktail hour, you have music for your special dances, you know, wedding party introductions, bride and groom introductions, first dance. Those are called special dances, okay? Um, the DJ should assist you in picking those songs, okay? Give you some recommendation and picking those songs. Then you have music for dinner. Once again, music for dinner is very, very important, right? Now, cocktail hour and dinner, the music's not blasting or it shouldn't be blasting. This is back background ambiance music, okay? Um, but the music for dinner is also very important because from dinner, we're going to transition into open dancing, so once again, if the DJ is playing slow ballads and classical music for an hour during dinner time, it's not going to entice your guests to get on the dance floor. And this is one of the biggest reasons that DJs have with getting guests on a dance floor. Okay, you've been playing classical music for the past 45 minutes and then you want everybody to get up and dance. No, you haven't prepped them for that. Okay, so what I typically like to do is the beginning of dinner, I like to start off with some slow music, right? But as dinner starts progressing, the energy level of the music starts progressing as well. So when it comes time to open up the dance floor, they're ready to dance. I mean, I've had dan I've had guests dance during dinner time where the catering staff has come over and say, Gene, please, please, like switch up the music so we can get these people fed. And the reason why I do that is because I know, I know if I get the guests start dancing at dinner time, open dancing is not going to be a problem. Okay. So th this is what music programming is all about. Okay. Uh, when I worked at the radio station, uh, the, the radio station is very specific in what songs they play and when they play those songs. It's a skill I learned working at the radio station. They are very strategic on what songs they play and when they play the song and when they give the news and when they do announcements. So that is what music programming is. And your DJ, your a professional wedding DJ should possess the skill of not only knowing what to play, when to play it, but assisting you and picking the songs for for your wedding now you have sound and lighting equipment equipment is very very important at a wedding you want to ensure and make sure that your dj has backup equipment i've been at weddings where my equipment has failed okay if i didn't have backup equipment i would be screwed the wedding would be ruined and guess what you can't get a, a do-over of your wedding and because you can't get a do-over of the wedding, you better make sure that you have backup equipment. If a speaker blows, guess what? You need to go in the car. You need to grab your backup speaker. If the microphone goes out, guess what? You need to go in the car and grab your backup, your backup microphone. It's, it's, it's too important to leave it 
to chance. The DJ must have backup equipment and also have backup staff. Now, a lot of people don't talk about this backup staff, but you know what? Anything can happen traveling to your wedding. You can get into an accident, your tire could but I mean, anything could happen. It's so important to have a backup, D, backup DJ. For whatever reason, if you are unable to attend the event, there's somebody that can replace you. Now, in all of my career in being a wedding DJ, thank God I've never missed a wedding. Not one time, ever. But in case I, I something happens, I always have a backup DJ. We have five DJs on staff, five. And every time I book a wedding, I make sure that somebody can back me up. And anytime we send any of our other DJs out, we make sure that they have a backup as well. So it's an important, uh, it's an important feature to have. I mean, as a couple, you want to make sure that your DJ is going to be at your wedding. Okay. Um, okay. So a couple of questions uh, that I have here that I would recommend that you ask your DJ during your consultation. All right, so first question is to ask the DJ to send you video footage. This is huge, okay? Because any DJ can tell you, yes, you know, they are our master of ceremonies. Okay, prove it. My wedding is too important just to believe what you say. I don't disbelieve you, but just back it up with proof. Let me see video footage. There is nothing wrong with asking for video footage. If you're going to hire a photographer, you're going to ask to see pictures, right? If you're going to hire a caterer or someone to um, to bake your cake, you're going to want to sample it, right? There's nothing wrong with asking a DJ for video footage. And, and if the DJ is a professional wedding DJ, guess what? They're going to have video footage i record every single one of my weddings every single and i do it for two reasons i do it number one so i can go back and i can review the video footage so i can see areas that i need to work on and areas that I need to improve and areas that i did well on so i record for my own personal development to help me improve in my skill level the second reason I record is because I know couples are going to want to see video footage. Now, how unprofessional is it going to be for a couple to ask me for a video footage of me performing? And I say I'm a professional wedding DJ and I say, oh, unfortunately, I don't have any or I'll get back to you. And I never send them any video footage. Right. So ask your DJ for video footage. And if he doesn't have video footage, ask him to get video footage and send it to you. It's a requirement before you hire them okay second question sample mixes very very important <laughs> that you ask the dj for a sample mix mix now why is that okay so when you're hiring your dj or your entertainer okay uh because there's so many different djs in this industry and this is what i've learned um you know just professionally in my career is that there are certain DJs that specialize in certain type of music, right? So you have some DJs, they love country music. You have some DJs, they love, you know, hip hop. You got other DJs, they love EDM. You got other DJs, they love top 40. Now, every DJ is going to tell you they play all styles of music. And we do play all styles of music, okay? No DJ is going to tell you, no, I don't play country music. They want your money. They want your business, OK, but this is the thing when hiring your wedding DJ, you want to make sure that you get a DJ that is familiar with your style of music. Oh, man, this is so important. OK, and, and the reason why is because uh, imagine you well, imagine you're having I don't want to say you're having a country wedding, but, you know, you're heavy on the countryside. You love country music. OK, and then you hire a DJ that mostly does hip hop music. Now, 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 there's two things that's wrong with this scenario. Number one, being that the DJ is the entertainer, 
Is he going to have a good time spinning country music all night? No, he's not. He's not going to enjoy himself. He's going to be there simply for a paycheck. Okay? Number two, the DJ's not going to be familiar with the culture or style of country music. So when a guest comes up and asks for some Garth Brooks, um, or some Friends in Low Places, some Wagon Wheels, some Chicken Fried, some Sam Smith, the DJ, he may not know. <laughs> he may not be familiar with the artist. He may not be familiar with the music. It, it's it's going to be a problem. The DJ is the entertainer. The energy flows from the DJ and the bride and the groom to the guest. So you don't want to hire a DJ that mainly does hip hop music to do a country wedding and vice versa. If you're, you know, if you want a top 40 wedding and you want some hip hop and R&B and reggae and soca, you don't want a country DJ doing that wedding. He's not going to be familiar with the music. So you so how can you determine if the DJ is qualified? Ask him for a sample mix. Now, now I'll be honest with you, okay? Two things I do at my weddings. I record my video footage and I record my DJ sets. Why do I do that? Two reasons. Number one, I want to go back and I want to hear the way my music set sounds. And ways that I can improve. Oh, that mix wasn't good or that mix was good. I also get to hear myself making announcements on my video recorder. I mean, on my audio recorder. So not only am I looking at myself making announcements and my movement and my interaction with the guests, I also have audio of it. But talking about the music, I know a guest guests are gonna uh, couples are gonna ask me, hey, send me a, a, a sample country mix. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be a a, a forty five minute set, right? So just send me some sample music. If you say you're familiar with country. Let me hear your country set. If you say you're familiar with rock, let me hear your rock set. Now, now let me throw this in there. All DJs play all genres of music. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to mislead you for you to think that, oh, I need to get a DJ that only plays country music. Not true, right? Because if you have a diverse group of guests there, they may not want to listen to country all night long. Right. But if you know country is going to be part of your playlist, if you know that hip hop is going to be part of your playlist, if you know that reggae is going to be part of your playlist or soca is going to be part of your a playlist, classic rock is going to be part of your playlist. There's nothing wrong with asking a DJ to send you a sample. You want to hear a sample anyway. Right. This is this is this is this is how you go about choosing the best vendor for your wedding. All right, so uh, we talked about video sample mixes. Ask for references. This is also really, really important. Now, let me tell you what most DJs would do. Anyway, I don't want to say most DJs, okay? Let me tell you what I've heard in the past. You ask a DJ for a reference, okay? And the DJ will send you their top three references. No, that's not what you want. Ask the DJ to send you their last three weddings, that they've done not the top three weddings they've done in the year your top three weddings i mean your the the, the the last three weddings you did those are the brides you want to talk to the way i look at it i'm only as good as my last event now why is this important Okay, because you want to be able to talk to other couples about their experience at their weddings, working with the DJ you're considering hiring. Now, I know you may be thinking, man, this is a lot. Video, mixes, references. The reason why this is important, because the DJ, the entertainer can make or break your wedding. So you don't want to leave it to chance. So ask for the last three references. Ask for the last three wedding references. Right? Now, now I will tell you this as well. When you ask for the references, the DJ has to get approval from the couple 
to share their contact information with you. So, you know, when couples ask me for references, I say, listen, I would love to give you my references. Let me contact the couple and get permission to give them, to give you their contact information. And 98% of my couples are like, sure, Gene, not a problem. I just need to make them aware. While we're waiting back for those responses, the DJ could be sending you the videos and the sample mixes. Okay. Uh, fourth thing you want to ask your DJ, you must get an agreement in writing that the DJ is going to be there at the date of your wedding. The times need to be specific. The times need to be on the agreement as well. So what do you need to have the agreement? The correct date, the DJ that's going to be at your wedding, their name must be on the agreement. The last thing you want to do is to hire a DJ and have another DJ show up. Right? So the DJ's name must be on the agreement. The time he's supposed to be there, the setup time. Now, listen, all of our agreements are for eight hours. Right. And that's what the agreement shows. And I get couples that are like, oh, Gene, we don't need you for eight hours. Uh, well, this is the thing. The reason why all of our agreements are for eight hours is because your average wedding is going to be. Five to six hours, that's depending if you're doing the ceremony at the location. OK, uh, but a wedding could easily be be five to six hours. Okay, it's going to take the DJ at least an hour to an hour and a half to set up. Now, that's different based off of all different DJs and their setup and their equipment and what they use if they have an assistant. Right. That's why the site visit is important. When I do the site visit, I'm going to know how long it's going to take me to set up. When I do the site visit, I'm going to know, you know what, I might need an assistant on this one because I got to set up three sound systems in three different locations. Right. So. The DJ, and once again, this is my professional opinion. I need to get to the venue no later than two hours before the ceremony starts. I need to have music playing 30 minutes before the ceremony starts. Okay, that's just how we roll over here at Incredible DJs. Now, we may be finished setting up in an hour or hour and a half, but at the end of the day, right, I don't want to be running late and scrambling and trying to figure out this cord doesn't work. I need a new cord. Oh, my gosh. I forgot my socks. Oh, my gosh. I forgot my, 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 my tie, my belt. I need to have time to have everything set up, to go over my script, to go over the agenda, to talk with the venue manager and the caterer and the photographer. I may need to wrap with the bride and the groom, right? Um, so I need to allow myself time in order to do that. Right. And so that's why our agreement, we always schedule ourselves to be at the venue two hours before the festivities start. But you just want to get the times on the agreement. All right. Um, you want to make sure. Uh, as I mentioned, that there is an agreement in the first place. OK, there is no event if there's no agreement. If you don't have an agreement, a signed contract with your entertainer. They are not legally obligated to even be at your event, at, at, at your wedding. There's nothing binding them to be there. Okay. Um, I've heard stories where a DJ booked an event. He booked a wedding and another event came up and that event paid more money. So guess what he did? He sent one of his buddies out to do the wedding and went and, and did the wedding that that was paying more money out. These, these things happen all the time. OK, and the only way to protect yourself is to make sure that there is paperwork that's legally binding. OK, there's no such thing as, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there and I'll pay you when I get there. No, I need it in writing. Uh <clears throat> so yeah i think uh it's almost been an hour uh so i hope this information has been has been informative you know if if, if uh if you guys have any questions you know please feel free to contact me uh you could reach me directly on my uh, cell phone which is 571-429-3438 
Uh, or you could call us at the office, which is one 206 We can also be reached online at the number four, IncredibleDJs.com. Uh, I'm very, very excited about this. The first season and the first episode of the Bridal Workshop, uh, you know, hiring the entertainer for your wedding celebration. Uh, our next interview is going to be with a photographer. Uh, we've got some venues on the list for the podcast. Uh, we've got some some bakers, some caterers, some florists, uh, some some makeup folks. Uh, I mean, we're just gonna have a ton, a ton of different vendors on here, giving you their expert opinion on what to look for when hiring vendors but also the ins and outs of the industry and and how to make your wedding really spectacular and amazing once again i want to thank you all for tuning in to the bridal workshop and please reach out to me if you have any questions whatsoever when it comes to uh this episode of the bridal workshop uh, or if you have any questions about hiring the entertainer for your wedding celebration all right, so hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week and hope the planning is going well with your wedding. And I'll just leave you with this. Weddings can be stressful, okay? Uh, the reason I know is because I'm planning, uh, you know, my own wedding. I'm actually in the wedding. Uh, I'm, in, um, I'm in the market myself. And, you know, one of the things I didn't realize was the amount of stress that planning a wedding can be. And I have a lot of respect and I definitely see weddings differently now that I'm actually planning my own with my amazing, beautiful fiance. And, you know, a lot of people have different opinions, right? Family members get involved and, you know, they think you should do this and they think you should do that. And, you know, who are you going to allow to have a plus one and how many guests? Are, I mean, you know, the list goes on and on about the concerns at the end of the day. I told my uh I told my fiance that this is the first thing that we're doing as a family together and it's going to set the tone for our marriage. Okay, so there's certain things that we are not going to budge on and there's certain things that we're flexible on. And so um, that was free. <laughs> All right, so once again, Gene, Incredible DJs, The Broader Workshop, Season 1, Episode 1. And we're looking forward, we're looking forward to the next episode. God bless.